Please pray, come Holy Spirit, with me three times. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we ask for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, especially as we enter into Vocation Awareness Week. Lord Jesus, you know that we need more men and women to answer the call to priesthood and religious life. We just ask that your spirit move through this church today and convert our hearts to know that we are all unworthy without you. But because of what you have done on the cross, that is what makes us worthy. We make all of these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. This week is Vocation Awareness Week, and really, if we are into our faith and we're aware of kind of where the church is at right now, every week should be Vocation Awareness Week. Vocation comes from the Latin vocare, which means called or to be called. And the Lord has a universal call, which everyone in here is called to holiness, called to be set apart for a specific plan for God. But God also knows that he wants it to be specific. And today we're going to talk about the vocation of religious life, being a religious sister, but also the call to priesthood. We also have to look at what are the barriers that seem to be coming up and creeping up in our culture today. Because I would say a lot of people say this. I'm not worthy of the call. I'm not worthy of the call. But if we looked at our, our first reading today, we, we saw from Wisdom, um, Wisdom 11, which said, God, you overlook people's sins that they may repent. God looks past our sins because he wants us to turn back to him because he loves us so much. And it says, you spare all things because they are yours, O Lord and lover of souls. If we, if we know, and I don't mean like in our head, but in our heart, if we know that Jesus loves us, if we know that, if we spend time with Scripture, we spend time praying, and we're just at awe at how much he loves us, that changes everything. But we have to know that our sins is what Jesus came to save us from. And when it, when it comes to vocations, you know, sin is not a deal-breaker. I think a lot of people think, well, I'm a sinner, and that, that priest up there, he's perfect. Well, let me tell you a little bit about my life and tell you how I'm not perfect, so we can just kind of smash that lie real quickly here. The Lord calls us to equip us, and I was very unequipped in my own life growing up, and, you know, I grew up a very, a very broken child, and I had a lot, of, a lot of wounds, a lot of lies, the main lie that I believed in was I was a burden to other people from my childhood at the age of one and a half. I started to believe in that lie. And it made me do a lot of things I wish I had not, had, I had not have done. It made me commit a lot of sins I wish I would, would have not have committed. And those sins, those things I did either to impress other people or to get attention or whatever, they always made me feel like I was dirty. And I never liked the person I was after I committed them. But when I encountered Jesus when I was 20, when I encountered him at the men's conference in Milwaukee, at the Men of Christ conference, you know, there's 3,000 men there, and I, I didn't know much about anything about the Catholic faith. By the grace of God, I was confirmed into the Catholic faith. But I never 
really wanted to take it seriously because I was like a lot of youth in our age today. I was afraid of the opinions of others. I was trapped by the opinions of others. And I went to this conference and I, and I saw some things I'd never seen before. I saw people talking about conversions, talking about how they lived a heretical lifestyle, how they were involved in pornography and the Lord saved them from that, how they struggled with alcohol and how the Lord saved them from that, how they struggled with anger, how they struggled with gambling, how they struggled with you name it, the, the big sins, and the Lord saved them from that because they were trying to fill a hole in their heart that only God could fill. And as I'm listening to these conversion stories, I'm getting set on fire. Because what they have, I want. I want to be passionate. I want to be on fire for Jesus Christ because I know at the core of my being there is a God, but I don't know a lot about him. I also know that I'm not zealous. I'm also very turned in on myself, very consumed with myself. And Later that day, there was a priest who spoke, and he spoke about what it means to be a man, and, and what it means to be a man in the, in the culture, which means being a womanizer. You have to have status by having a car, having a house, having the clothes. You know how the list goes on and on, and it's all lie, 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 lie. And he said, a real man lays his life down for others, like Jesus does for us on the cross. And he's just, he's just fishing, and I'm, I'm biting the bait. He's just fishing, and I'm biting the bait. And as he's going forward and talking about this, he says, if you want to be a man of God, and I'm like, yes, I do, because I'm not passionate. I'm not zealous. I'm not on fire for anything in my life right now. I don't even like the person I'm becoming. He said, if you want to be a man of God, go surrender your life to Christ in the confessional. And being kind of naive, I was like, that's it. That's all I got to do. That's what I did. I went to confession, and I had some, I had some things on my heart that I, did, I, I was not proud of. And I went to confession, and I said, I'm here to surrender my life. Because just deep down, I wasn't at peace. I was not at peace at all with who I was becoming. And later that day, I heard the conversion story of another man who's now a priest for the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, and he was clinically dead for three hours. And God brought him back to life to be his priest. And there's a little bit of anger stirring in my heart because I'm noticing, Lord Jesus, how come I never heard these stories before? How come that gospel, the raw gospel, is not being presented to me at church? And then it came time for Mass, and I didn't know much about the Mass, but I do know that at the beginning of that day, the master of ceremonies said, gentlemen, your lives will never be the same after today. So as this day is going on, I'm just kind of remembering, like, when is my life going to change? And, you know, I don't, I don't know what the music was like at the mass. There's 3,000 men there. I don't know what the, what, the, uh, what the homily was about, what the readings were that day. But what I do know is that when we were all kneeling, and there's bread and wine on this altar, and it was... Cardinal Dolan, at the time was Bishop Dolan. And he called down the Holy Spirit like we do every single Mass on the bread and wine. And as he's just doing this motion, as he's calling down the Holy Spirit upon the bread and wine, I felt the room change. And immediately my first reaction was, this is not real. 
this is not real, this is all fabricated, I'm making this up in my head. But then he picked up a piece of bread and he spoke the words of institution and he said, this is my body, which has been given up for you. And I knew, I was given the gift of knowledge, I knew that that was Jesus in his hands. And as he held Jesus up and offered Jesus to the Father, I never felt more loved in my life. Every single dam in my heart broke. All, the, all that hardness around my heart, all those sins, he just shattered it all. And as he's holding up Jesus and allowing us to adore Jesus as we offer ourselves with Jesus to the Father, I heard in my heart, not an exterior voice, but an, interner, an interior voice, I heard in my heart, this is the purpose of life, the Eucharist. And you are called to be a priest. And it scared the living daylights out of me because I didn't know much about the faith. I was so raw in my own understanding of the Catholic faith. And for the next nine months, I ran. I ran real far. And I got into a lot of things I'm not very proud of. But again, the Lord overlooks our sins so that we may repent. And he spares all things because we are his. And he loves us. And slowly but truly, I began to open my heart more and more to this idea of the priesthood. When I say slowly, I mean slow. I was dragging my feet. I was saying prayers like this. Jesus, I'll do anything you want me to do except to be a priest. Which is not a very good idea to tell Jesus what, what you want him to do for you. And... Slowly but truly, I got the courage to apply for seminary. So I'm originally from the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. And it's tough because you hear all the time, we need priests, we need priests, we need priests. Um, and as I applied to Milwaukee, which is not an easy process, by the way, with the abuse scandal, they're very, the, the church is very careful about who they're accepting into the seminary right now. And long story short, I was not accepted by the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. They gave me about seven reasons, which I was personally very offended by. But it was a clear sign that maybe Jesus isn't calling me to be a priest for the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. And slowly but surely, he began to call me to the Diocese of Green Bay. And then for the, 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 from 2011 until 2017, I was in seminary, studying how to be a priest, asking God, what kind of priest do you want me to be? I was very convicted he was calling me. And I can honestly say that I love seminary, but more than seminary, I love being a priest. And is it, is it easy being a priest? Absolutely not. But is it fulfilling? Absolutely. And that fear of unworthiness goes away the more we open our hearts to the real Jesus and he comes to us. Just like Jesus came to Zacchaeus in our gospel reading today. I think often we think we're going and searching out for Jesus, but do we know the gospel? Do we know that God became man? God came, comes to us to meet us where our feet are at in the dirt. And for a lot of us, we're in that tree, we're in that sycamore tree, just like Zacchaeus. And he's saying, come down. I want to spend time with you. I want to come into your home, as he told Zacchaeus. I want to spend time with you. Because if we think this gospel, this gospel is just for 2,000 years ago, we don't know the real gospel. Jesus is alive. Jesus is here. He is right now calling all of us down 
all out of fear. He's calling all of us down from our sins. And he's saying, I want to spend time with you in your home. And our home is our heart. Our home is our mind. Our home is our body. And the Lord wants to spend time with us. Even for those of us who feel unworthy of his love. Even for those of us who feel unworthy of his love. He still wants to spend time with you. Because if we look at Zacchaeus, he is not a tax collector. He's a chief tax collector. And he's in Jericho. Jerusalem is up here as far as elevation. And Jericho is down here. And God goes to him, to the lowest of the low. And he heard about this Jesus. His ears have been sparked. He's like, who is this Jesus who's healing people? And he runs ahead and he runs up the tree and Jesus calls him down. And he says, I want to spend time with you. And Jesus receives him with joy. I think a lot of us think if if I really come down from my tree, that sycamore tree, if I really come down, Jesus is just going to judge me and tell me how dirty and how unworthy I am. And he's going to tell me what's wrong with me. That's not the real Jesus. That's a fabricated Jesus by the culture. And maybe you're thinking, well, if I come down from that tree and I, and I begin to become all in for Jesus, if I open my heart to the call to the priesthood, if I open my heart to the call to religious life to be the bride of Jesus, what are other people going to say? Because that was one of my fears too. Because in our gospel reading today, it says people were grumbling because Jesus is spending time with sinners. Just like you and me. Jesus is not afraid of our sins. And he wants to encounter us, not tomorrow, but he wants to encounter us today. The word today showed up in the the second reading and in our gospel. And he wants to encounter you. And maybe you're thinking, there's no way that Jesus could do that for me. Or just thinking, ah, that was a story 2,000 years ago. Just want to close with what's been kind of rocking my world this past week. Last week, last week Friday, one of the richest people, musicians, started claiming that he is a Christian. He owns a $3 billion shoe company. He's been one of the most popular musicians for the past 15 years. And now he's going around telling people, I'm a Christian. I'm no longer a slave to pornography. I'm no longer a slave to alcohol. I'm no longer a slave to womanizing. I'm no longer a slave to the material, material culture. That music artist's name is Kanye West. And maybe you don't know him, but he, he, when he does something, it affects the culture. And he was on the, the Jimmy Kimmel show this past week. And Jimmy Kimmel says, are you like a Christian rapper now? Are you a Christian hip-hop artist? And he said, I'm a Christian Everything. That's what a true follower of Jesus is. And he's had some really dark and, and bad and negative and sinful songs. But he's, he came with an album this past week called Jesus is King. And if you listen to it, what he's talking about is the gospel. And it's a raw gospel. It's talking about how the struggle is, how hard it is when you have a social media account and you want to be popular, how hard it is with the temptations of the world but how you have to strip yourself of all that and really open yourself to Jesus and saying, I don't want to be a slave anymore. I want to follow you. 
completely. And he's just like Zacchaeus because he has everything to lose. He's not like a lot of these musicians who are just going with, and all these um, different celebrities who are just going with the wind. He's going against the culture. He has everything to lose. And so does Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus says, you know what, I'm going I'm I'm to I'm repay anybody four times over for what you did for me, Jesus, because I exhorted them. And Jesus says, today, salvation has come to this house, to the house of Zacchaeus, to the house of Kanye West, but he also wants to come into your house. And he says, for the Son of Man has come to seek. Remember that Jesus comes to us. Jesus comes to us, to meet us. And he calls us down to save what was lost. And maybe you feel lost, and you're looking for some guidance, and you're looking for somewhere to go, but to know that none of us are worthy of any of our vocations in life. It is Jesus who makes us worthy for what he did for us on the cross by purchasing your soul with his body and blood on the cross. And when we say, Jesus, I accept that, when I accept what you did for me on the cross, if I was the only person on earth, you would have died for me, then I have to start opening my heart. And for those of you who are parents, you have to start talking to your children and telling them how much Jesus loves them and ask them, how is Jesus working in your life? But then also to encourage them to say, you know, if you feel dead in your sin or you're not fully alive, know that our God is merciful. Bring them to confession. Let them know of the power of Jesus to not be afraid to come down because we have 157, 157 churches in the Diocese of Green Bay and we only have 58 priests. If we, as a community, don't start encouraging people to encounter the person of Jesus and we don't start encouraging a culture of vocations, these churches will close sooner than you think because we're not sacrificing for vocations. How much do you love the Eucharist? How much do you love Jesus? And his plans are bigger than ours, and his plans are better than ours, and his plans are always meant to make you fully on fire for the gospel. So you cannot live in fear, not live in worry about, am I worthy or not? As we enter into this Mass, I just want to encourage you to, to call upon the Holy Spirit for the courage to help other people firstly encounter the person of Jesus. Do people know Jesus? Have they encountered him? Do they know that he's really present in the Eucharist? Body, blood, soul, and divinity. Have they encountered the person of Jesus? Do they know the Gospels? And then if, if they do, ask them and encourage the Holy Spirit to show you who in our parish is called, Lord Jesus, to be a religious sister. Who in our parish, Lord Jesus, is called to be a priest? Because if we start pumping priests and religious sisters out of these parishes, this church is never going to close. And maybe there are people out there who are like Zacchaeus or Kanye West who have lived a heretical lifestyle and the Lord's calling them to repentance. He's calling them to conversion. And our job is not to judge others or to critique them. Our job is to encourage others because our, our culture is bombarded with negativity. And if you see something in someone, pray for them, fast for them, offer your rosary for them. 
Because our Lord doesn't want us to live in the fear of unworthiness anymore. Because our worthiness has been purchased on the cross. And today, salvation has come to this house. Let us take a moment of silence and ask the Lord for the courage to open our hearts to repent, but to know that he overlooks our sins so that you and I may repent. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.